Welcome to episode 119 of Chesney Unchained on the DNBR Podcast Network here. DNBR Bar and Studio and everything they do down there off of Colfax. Make sure you get down to the bar and uh, support your Colorado Rockies as they finish out uh, the baseball season. We get ready for <clears throat> football. Training camps open all over the country, so we get ready for college football and pro football back to normal this year. Before passing, make sure you get down to Col- to the bar off of Colfax down there at DNBR. Support that place is pretty special. Um, it's really awesome to see all the heads in there and, and how many people in the community gravitate towards that place because it, it's it's different. The NBR is different than uh, the other media conglomerates in, in Colorado. It's one of the reasons I was attracted to it uh, when when I heard Spano and Ryan and everybody were getting together to to make this happen. Uh, and it's coming to fruition, man. It, it's def it's a special place. So I'm I'm proud, damn proud to be a, a member of it. Uh, and uh, episode 119, McChesney Unchanged, going to fucking rock and roll. Um, we're going to start doing two shows a week when the football season starts, uh, beginning and end. The turning point start back starts back up next week. We'll start recording uh, whatever day I go in next week. I, I don't even know, but we'll start that again next week. Remember that our friends at DraftKings obviously uh, supports and and and. Uh, and and uh promotes all that they do a great job of, of uh supporting the show <clears throat> uh with the turning point this year we're gonna try and break down as much pertinent film as possible try and give you some uh some things that you may not see uh sitting on your sofa watching so that'll be good and be as uh, interactive with the fan base as humanly possible we're gonna try and do some buff games too some ram games try and institute a little college football into there uh we'll so we'll see all that goes that starts next week and then next thursday uh when we do uh, 120 uh, episode 120 mcchesney unchained the great joel clatt uh, my ex-teammate at cu and a guy who knows damn near everything about college football uh, the lead analyst for fox will be joining us on mcchesney unchained for the duration of the show and we're going to talk about uh the craziness of college football obviously we're going to get into all that today i have a lot to talk about and a lot uh to discuss on the matter but um, <clears throat> obviously he's interwoven into that community. It'll be good to have Joel on next week to talk about not only the buffs and the Broncos, but the expansion of college football. And, you know, we're obviously going to talk about that pretty deep today. So as always, DraftKings brings you McChesney Unchained, 119 of them. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, our top athletes are Obi in Tokyo competing for the gold, and DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer for all the listeners. Listen to this great offer. You place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible for cash or to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year, which has already happened. The 100-to-1 odds on the American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, bronze this week. That's 100-to-1 odds on an offer like this. doesn't come around very often, so sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now and get in all of the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's, it's been awesome for me. You always get your, your money back. It's easy to navigate. It has plenty of instructions for new bettors. It's nearly limitless in the ways it gets you in and all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook as well. Uh, we try and promote it as much as we can, and I know you will, too, so check it out. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR. When you sign up and turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal, that's code DNVR in capital letters to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. 
For a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older. Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Do you have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And we roll on McChesney Unchained. One nineteen brought to you by our good friends at DraftKings. Our good friends at Maven Hemp, our neighbor over here. They're going to, obviously, we'll be talking about them as we get into the show and and of course six zero football academy down here in Parker. Make sure you check out the website six zero football academy dot com uh, and Twitter and Instagram. We got a lot going on. Uh, before we get into uh, college football and whatnot, um, <clears throat> I got to get this off my chest. Look, my favorite sports movie ever is Major League. I think it has some of the best one liners ever. It's an unbelievably good movie. The way they did it with no CGI and shit like it, it's special. I think it's a special, special movie. It's one of the best sports movies ever. I'm sympathetic to the, I'm sympathetic to the fact that the Redskins is a racist name. I'm sympathetic to the fact that I guess the Indians is a racist. I don't know, man. It's the, the Cleveland fucking guardians. Are we serious? Have we really gotten to the point where, it's just if you if one person's offended, I don't even know if Native Americans are actually offended by this. Our uh, our speed coach and agility coach in here is a guy named Jace Davis. He played at UNC. He's from Denver. Um, he played in the league for a long time. Played for Houston and Baltimore. Good guy, my guy, Jace Davis. He's at Sweat Equity on on uh, Instagram. Check him out. But he's he's half, literally half Native American. His mother is a full blood Native American. She lives on a uh, and lives on and runs a reservation in South Dakota. He talks about it all the time. That his his uh, Native American name and I can't pronounce it, uh, like Pujara Scuda or something like that. It means sweet medicine for God's sakes. I mean, and he's not offended by any of this, and he's actually half blood Indian. Um, so I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying the sensitivity crisis that we're in right now. It's it's the most annoying shit I've ever been involved with in my, in my life. There's real issues in the world. I'm not saying that racism isn't a real issue. It is. It's a huge issue. But sports teams and their names and only picking certain ones. This is what's driving me crazy here. The Redskins are, are racist. The Indians are racist. Stanford is a ra- used to have a racist Indian name, but the Seminoles at Florida State, they can rock, and the Chiefs can keep their name. North Dakota has to change their name from the Fighting Sioux, but you can keep the Fighting Irish. Like, There's no consistency here with this, and it, it just seems like I would bet that there's a lot of suburban white people that are driving this because you've got nothing else to do but sit on fucking Instagram and Twitter and social media and bitch. Um, and, and that, that's what it is. That's my opinion. I know some of you may not like it and that's okay. I'm an asshole for whatever, because you're fucking soft, but I think that this is ridiculous, man. In a world with real problems, like focusing on this to be the issue, the Cleveland guardians, you just, so the Yankees, is that racist to white Northern Yankee motherfuckers? I mean, come on, man, the Old Miss Rebels, they are referring to the Confederacy. Do we need to get rid of that? I know they got rid of the racist-ass mascot. Do you need to get rid of the name, too? Because it's insinuating that we're promoting the Confederate Army. Because it's when he is. 
all the all the all the african-american dudes on that team i mean i i understand that you're playing football and full scholarship in the sec and that's awesome but just saying we may want to change that name too right so i'm not advocating for name changes honestly like i, I don't want to piss off some buffalo out in the field man we got to change our fucking name up in boulder so i'm not advocating it i think it's ridiculous but Let's just try and get some consistency. If everybody just needs to be called the Denver Bs and the Kansas City Cs and, and the Las Vegas Rs and the LACs, then that's, well, I guess that's what we'll do. And we'll just take all the fucking, you know, tradition and history out of the game because some fucking Karen down the street and Parker's offended that the Redskins are called the Redskins or the Cleveland Guardians. Man. My, one of my best friends, Andrew Fogers, is a huge Cleveland fan, and I, I know he's heartbroken about this. I, I, I am – I don't even give a shit about baseball, bro, but I like the Indians, and that's one of my favorite movies, and this is fucking ridiculous. Excuse me. It's remedial. This is fucked up. I don't like it. I think that it is a trend that is going to – it's going to really rub a lot of people on my side of the fence here the wrong way, but a lot of those folks are too scared to say anything about it because they're actually worried about what the other side thinks. Me, on the other hand, I don't really give a shit. I like pissing the other side off, and I'm not really on this side either. I'm right in the middle. I'm an independent, but when it comes to, to voting, and I just, you know, this, this issue is ridiculous. So if we could get some consistency on the what offends people in sports, that would be awesome because the fighting Irish, is that offensive to Irish people? This is kind of my point. It's the most ridiculous conversation I can think of. And I'm sure it's driving people crazy out there. And it's not getting enough airtime, in my opinion. It's just what it is. So as we move forward here into college football, we've had a lot of offers uh, this week. Well, I mean, we always have a lot of offers. That's what we do here at 6-0. Check out 6-0footballacademy.com uh, and obviously Twitter and Instagram, 6-0. <clears throat> my man, uh, my man, Twan Jackson gets his first one from Western three-star quarterback from DC. He's going to blow up. He's a division one player. Uh, Taylor Nichols gets his first one. He's a three-star offensive and defensive lineman from Western. Tanner Fleck gets New Mexico or uh, uh, New Mexico Highlands. And also I, I think that he's going to get more. He had a baller ass camp down at Western CSU Pueblo. Kid is blown up. He's at DC as well. Jacob Berry gets his first one. Uh, big offensive lineman up at Holy Family. Uh, remember we placed Craig Kringlin or Court Kringlin last year out of Boise State out of Holy Family. There's a lot of good players up there, Lawler uh, or Lawler, uh, uh, John Holquest, all those kids are all going to go play. Blake Haggerty gets uh, – who Blake get? Colorado School of Mines, Coach Brandon, who recruited me, offers Blake Haggerty his first one. He goes out to San Diego, Coach Bobby J, and, and uh, they offer him out at San Diego, so that's pretty damn cool. Three-star wide receiver down at Castle, two kids special. Vladimir Davovich uh, also bags Western after an unbelievably good camp. Uh, my man Mason Harris goes down to CSU Pueblo. The Eagle Press defensive end has really developed into one hell of a player. He goes down and gets his first one at CSU Pueblo. Coach Smith and Coach Riston saw that talent. Um, the junior day up in Boulder this weekend is going to be huge. I got a phone call with Coach Wilson and Coach Bryant, DJ Bryant, his assistant, a little later after the show uh, and making sure all the dungeon family that we can get to Boulder are going the correct guys um, and guys that they may not know about, you know, we're always trying to build that bridge. I know that the Denver post put out an article last week 
where, you know, I kind of called him out, but we talked about it openly. We always talk about the fact that the bridge needs to be built to Boulder a little bit more constructively and losing some of these guys, losing Connor Jones to Michigan, losing Raiden Miller and Barrett Miller to Stanford, Michigan State, losing, you know, all the McCaffrey brothers, not, you know, this, that, and the other. It, it, it's a stain, but it's something that can be fixed. They do a good job with Colorado kids, too. You know, some Austin Johnson, the fantastic Highlands Ranch offensive lineman, is in Boulder. Carson Lee from Car- from uh, Cherry Creeks in Boulder. Jake Wiley from Eagle Crest is up in Boulder. Ray Robinson from Highlands Ranch is up in Boulder. They got dudes up there. We, you know, there's a lot of Dungeon family on that roster. Alex Pell from Cherry Creeks up in Boulder. Uh, Van Deese from Cherry Creeks up in Boulder. So they do recruit the state of Colorado. It has to be reciprocated. The other side of the coin from the kid also has. To, they have to be interested. Um, so we'll see how all that all that goes. So college football is rolling in here uh, from the perspective of guys getting opportunities. Um, so let's talk about this right off the bat. Uh, college football expansion. Um, Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big 12. How do I feel about it? Uh, you know, the Big 12 died for me 10 years ago. I don't. I don't. I don't think that this is as catastrophic for college football as some Big 12 fans do. I mean, the Big 12 is going bye-bye, and that that's pretty apparent, unless they can figure out a way to restock instead of get purged. Oklahoma, Texas going to the SEC makes sense. I mean, it's the best conference. I wouldn't be surprised if they go to the ACC and try and pluck Florida State, Clemson, some of those elite teams, maybe go to 20 teams. Um but right now they're going to be at 16 with Texas and Oklahoma. When they do leave, Texas and Oklahoma both officially told the Big 12 that they're not going to renew in 2025 for media rights. But that's that's down the road. They'll be in the SEC next year playing football. Um, so, you know, Texas A&M doesn't like it, but I do. I mean, Oklahoma and Texas going back and being in that game and, and so on and so forth, that's big time for those programs. Oklahoma and Texas are not going to be – Shoe-ins for the, for the title game anymore. You're not going to be shoe-ins for the college football playoff. Well, not Texas, but Oklahoma seems to be there every year. That shit's over. Like, this is super parity and a lot of good players, and it's just going to stop the SEC even bigger. The Big Ten now, you know, is in a position to go pluck, guy, or pluck programs out of the Big 12, and I think they take Iowa State and Kansas and put them in the Big 10. Natural rivals up there, Kansas basketball program, elevates them over Kansas State's football program. But then if you're the Pac-12 and you're looking, how can I get four more major, you know, major college football programs in good markets, I'm, if I'm the Pac-12, I'm taking Oklahoma State, Kansas State, uh, Texas Tech, and TCU and asking them to come to the Pac-12. That puts you in Dallas, Lubbock, uh, and and the, what are the other two? Uh, Manhattan and Stillwater. And Oklahoma State and Kansas State are good quality, you know, Big 12 programs, eight, nine, 10 wins a year. You know, Kansas State and Oklahoma State were always a dogfight when you went there. So I think that would be awesome. Get a little bit of that that Midwest flow into, into this and split the divisions, you know, like the if you want four four-team divisions in the Pac-12 or, you know, north-south or mountain-coastal, whatever it is, I think that you can't go wrong adding those schools. Um, I guess if the Big 12 expands, it would be better for schools like CSU and Memphis and Cincinnati and Boise and things, of, and things like that because I'm taking those four teams in the Big 12 over a Mountain West team into the Pac-16. So if you put the Pac-16 with those four teams going there and you put Oklahoma and, and Texas into the 
the SEC and they're at 16 and then the ACC is at 14. And I presume that they would take West Virginia and put them back in the ACC uh, or put them back in the conference where they have natural rivals and pit. The border war was played forever. There's natural rivals from the Big East in that conference. So you could put West Virginia back there. That puts them at 15. Does it forced Notre Dame into a conference and then they're 16? Or do they take another one? They, they take Baylor. Baylor could be a good fit in the ACC and then ACC is in Texas. So Baylor goes to the ACC and 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 uh, West Virginia goes to the ACC and the Big 12 is done. So the Big 12 either folds or they invite 12 new schools. And honestly, I would just invite 12 new schools and start over. Invite the big that you still have the contracts for, for the TVs. You still have a major conference with an automatic bid. So rather than just getting rid of that, invite Cincinnati and Houston and you know SMU and Colorado State and Boise State and BYU and all Central Florida, schools like that, get them into this conference and let's go play. And then your automatic bid is by a school that used to be in the Mountain West Conference or used to be in the AAC. So take Wyoming, throw them in there. You can find 12 schools that will jump at this opportunity. I don't know anybody that wouldn't. You know, Air Force, put them in there. See if Army and Navy want to join the conference. Put them in there. You know, it can be competitive. Figure out who you want in the conference. There's no no one saying you can't go try and pluck schools out of other conferences as well. So is is there going to be, you know, 16 teams pack 12 or pack 16, 16 teams pack or 16 teams ACC, 16 teams Big Ten, and then 16 teams SEC and then the Big 12 with like 12 schools that wanted to be in bigger conferences? Or does the Big 12 just fold? So there, there's the next question. Um, I personally hope that they go find 12 teams and put them in the Big 12 or the remaining you know, pieces of the Big 12, if Kansas State, Oklahoma State, and they don't leave, invite – CSU definitely needs to go. Boise State definitely needs to go. BYU needs to stop being independent and go. Uh, Air Force is a team that needs to be invited. Wyoming, Cincinnati, UCF. These are all teams with big markets uh, and fan bases and good programs that should be in the major conference if the Big 12 sticks around. So we'll see how all that goes. Um, you know, obviously college football is a business, and – with name, image, and likeness, a lot of kids are figuring out just how business-like it is. Uh, and this is another aspect of it. This is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money on the table and a lot of opportunity for people, coaches, players, and programs to prosper off that monetarily and move forward. So I'd like to think that uh, this helps college football. I wouldn't be surprised down the road, and I've actually heard this a couple times, if there's like a 32-team like just group of 32 that play for their own championship down the road. We'll see how that goes, but I'd like to keep it somewhere like between basketball, like 64 to 68 teams a year have an opportunity to go win a national title. That's kind of the way it is now. Um, but it, it's, it would be more organized in my opinion, if you had four you know conferences with 16 teams and bam, and you're rolling. So um, the 12 team playoff is Massive improvement, in my opinion. More games, the better. I don't don't underestimate how much DraftKings and, and FanDuel and all these betting sites are pushing this. You know, legalized gambling is pushing this. So it, it's it's another aspect of how much money is out there to be made. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm super excited for college football. I cannot wait for the opener for the bust. Honestly, I can't wait selfishly just get all the Dungeon family out on the road again last year kids couldn't go anywhere. So 
uh, it's very important that everybody gets out this year and, and gets on the sideline and uses social media for the medium it is. I, I love it when my guys find opportunity and, and can uh, take advantage of it. I mean, that's why we that's why we do this. Um, so I guess, you know, it is what it is. Um, really, really excited for everybody moving into this season. I think there's going to be some unbelievably talented players out there that maybe guys don't know about that pop off tape. There's a lot of talent in Colorado. So <clears throat> a big thanks to, to Taylor Brooks from uh, KDVR. Uh, they, uh, on Monday night, they did a great showcase on our recruiting roundtable in here. We had a bunch of the Dungeon family in uh, talking about college football and their experiences getting recruited. Go to, go to KDVR, check that out. Remember to follow Taylor at Taylor Brooks uh, on, on Twitter, and you can see what we did uh, in, in the recruiting roundtable there as well. So that was still 119 rolls here, McChesney Unchained. As we get into the National Football League, uh, all our talk about the NFL today is going to be brought to you by our good friends over at Maven Hemp. Make sure you go to mavenhemp.com. I take the uh, <clears throat> the muscle rub, the CBD. It helps me with anxiety and sleep and a ton of other stuff. The muscle rub, get this little creaky body moving. Uh, it's helped me in my weight loss journey to this point. You know, it's helped me with a ton of a ton of stuff. Go to mavenhemp.com to check it out. Use the promo code 60 to get 10% off your purchase. Uh, so, and they're our neighbor here, so if you stop by the gym over here in Parker, make sure you check out Maven as well. They bring you our NFL talk today. All right, so look, training camps are opening all over the place. The Aaron Rodgers fiasco is over. Aaron obviously didn't want to do the offseason, so he started this I want to get traded campaign, and it got his contract amended and, and a year dropped and a huge price tag this year and an opportunity for him and Green Bay to go win a title. Um, I'm you know, selfishly, I'm, I'm glad he went back to Green Bay. I work with Billy Turner. He was just in here last week, the right tackle. Bakhtiari's my guy. I, I like seeing Green Bay good. Uh, I think that Rodgers has something to finish there. Don't be surprised if Green Bay is winning their division. I have them in the North again now with this news. And being in the thick of the playoff one again, the, the key is going to be can he beat Rodgers because I think that, that lines up here, and we'll talk about this in a minute. With the exception of the Rams, the 49ers, that's going to be a really, really tough division. Green Bay now is as stacked as they have been in the past, and the NFL MVP is coming back to roost, and we'll see what they can do with one more year. So it's truly the last dance up there in Packerland. Um, the NFC, the playoff teams right now, if I had to pick pre-injury, pre-preseason, as training camp goes into it, I'd think the Rams will be the one seed. Uh, Stafford and that defense and how good they were last year with Jared Goff, who was lackluster to say the least. Um, you know, I love they lost their back, but they can replace a running back in the NFL. I love their offensive line. I think that they just have the right mixture right now. Stafford is going to go in there and start threatening. Um, so the Rams are the one seed, and then I'm not seeding everybody else as we go, but the other playoff teams, I got Green Bay winning the North, Tampa Bay winning the South, Dallas winning the East. I think the Cowboys and healthy Dak Prescott and in shape Ezekiel Elliott and an improved defense under Dan Quinn and not. Yeah, I'm not saying they're any good, but they'll at least be fundamentally sound under Dan Quinn. I think they win the East. Washington is the is the a wild card. The Niners and Seattle are the other two. I think this is a, another opportunity where you're going to see three playoff teams out of one division. The NFC West is going to be an absolute war zone this year, so I can't wait to see those, those teams go after each other. So the NFC is going to be a fun division or a fun conference to watch, no doubt. Uh, I have the Rams winning that conference as, as we kick off. Uh, training camp. I'm not surprised that Aaron Rodgers used his leverage to not go to the offseason. Who the fuck wants to go to the offseason when you're Aaron Rodgers? Um, the AFC. Okay, I look at the AFC and I go, I think Cleveland's going to be the one seed. 
I think they're going to be a really, really, really good football team. Really good. Um, and I think Baker Mayfield is going to play within himself and lean on the running game and Kareem Hunt. And, you know, it, the, the, the Chubb and the offensive line and Bill Callahan's scheme and that defense, Miles Garrett, and how much they improved. And I think they're going to be nasty. Last year was a taste of success in Cleveland for the first time in a long time. This year, I think they absolutely uh, destroyed the NFL. Don't be surprised if the NFL MVP is Nick Chubb, Mayfield, somebody like that. You know, OBJ is coming on a one-year deal, healthy again, playing with his friend Jarvis Landry. They got weapons everywhere. I think Cleveland's the one seed. After that, I got Kansas City, Denver, the Ravens, Tennessee, the Colts, and Buffalo. Uh, as your playoff teams, Buffalo winning the East, Kansas City winning the West, Cleveland obviously winning the North, and Tennessee winning the South. The Colts, the Ravens, and the Broncos are your wild cards. Um, and that's where I want to go with this as we talk about this entire situation here. Now, Denver, I still think they're a wild card team with nine or 10 wins. So either nine and eight or 10 and seven, their defense is loaded. They've got an unbelievably good secondary. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are pissed off. They didn't take Justin Fields, especially now with Aaron Rodgers being, you know, off the market. Deshaun Watson and his legal situation, 22 civil cases and now 10 criminal cases filed against the man. Um, I mean, shit, man, usually I would give Deshaun Watson the benefit of the doubt, but that's a whole lot of fire. Um, so, you know, it, the the pipe dream of just getting a elite quarterback is dead this year. That doesn't mean the Broncos can't win. I think that they have everything they need to play within a system that can, you know, that can – take advantage of the the things that Teddy Bridgewater does well and Drew Locke does well. And if they if they're throwing the ball 60% of the time and running at 40, they're going to lose. Period. The defense is never going to have the lead and they're not going to lean on their offensive line and they're going to lose. But if they run the ball 55 and it's 55-45 or 60-40 run to pass, it may be boring, but it will win. And that's the way the Broncos won Super Bowls with John Elway. It's the way Baltimore wins now. They have the offensive line to do it. You know, Bowles is an all pro. Reisner is about to get paid. He's going to be a, a, a guy that plays for Denver for the entirety of his career, in my opinion. Cushionberry has a great rookie year. He is going to just get better. The right guard position, you would think that Glasgow and that big price tag, he'll play better than he did last year. But if he doesn't, there's a lot of competition there for that job. They drafted a kid in the third round. Austin Slotman's played a lot. He's going to be back and healthy. The right tackle is a position where, you know, can, can 61 kick out and play tackle? Does Reiser play tackle? Who's going to be the right tackle moving forward? We'll see how it goes. They signed the guy from, from Chicago. We'll see if he can hold that job down during training camp. So I think the offensive line and the running game, the kid they drafted from North Carolina moving up to get him, I think that they will be – much improved given the opportunity to run the football, you know, but Gordon and, and staying healthy and not fumbling the rock every game. That's can, can it happen? Are they going to lean on the run game and eat clock and let the defense play with the lead every now and then, or are we going to go out and run three, right? Three wide Pat Schumer offense uh, that works up, you know, one out of every four games, but the other three, we're getting our ass beat. We can't pick up any protections. Teddy Bridgewater is going to do a much better job on the protection game because he actually knows the fronts and personnel groupings and where the squeeze gap is and what a green dog blitzer is and how hot routes are affected by, you know, looks and stacks and numbers and things of that nature. He knows. 
Uh, I don't think Drew knows. I don't think Drew knows his protection. I don't think he knows what a, where the squeeze gap is. I would like to think that Schumer and the offense, they've figured out a way to communicate to them, and he's gotten better. I know he's been working his ass off. No one's saying that he's not working. I'm saying studying that language and understanding what you're looking at on the field, you know, if, if you don't know, they're going to find out pretty fucking quick, bro. That's blood in the water. So I hope and I pray that he got better at it because talent-wise, Drew has a ton of talent. This isn't a talent thing. He's way, he's got a way stronger on than Bridgewater. But Teddy, if he's given the opportunity to play with a good team and he can play in Schumer's system the way that he should and it's controlled and conservative and heavy run and not a lot of picks and efficient red zone, scoring touchdowns when they get inside the 20. Last year in Carolina, they didn't do that because they didn't practice it, but they're going to do it in Denver. If that happens, Bridgewater is the guy to take you there to the playoffs because he's the he's the anti-turnover guy. He's the smart player. You saw what he did in New Orleans with a good supporting cast. The Broncos have a top 10 roster in the National Football League, but the worst quarterback room. It's an unproven Teddy Bridgewater. He's been good with New Orleans. He was very average with Carolina. Carolina's a bad football team. Denver's a good football team with a bad quarterback, a kid that doesn't know what he's doing. So they got better in every area. They didn't take Justin Fields. Big fucking deal. Move forward. Uh, I'd like to think that Bridgewater can be that guy and bridge that gap. And, you know, it, it will be a more uh, competitive quarterback room, but also a Drew's got to be the guy down the road. Maybe he can learn something from Bridgewater. Maybe Teddy can do a two, three-year run here where he helps the Denver make the playoffs and maybe win a playoff game. Who's to say he can't be a Trent Dilfer or Brad Johnson or, you know, a, a, a Rex, Rex Grossman took Chicago to the fucking Super Bowl with a heavy run game and a great defense. So I'm just saying, man, crazier shit has happened. And I think Denver is in a very, very uh, productive position to be a pretty good football team next year. So we'll see how it goes. I It's a very uh, interesting season upcoming, to say the least. So, you know, the AFC, the NFC, they're both stacked. There's a lot of parity in football. Even the bad teams are pretty good. Um, next year, the whole Aaron Rodgers thing and how can we get that quarterback? To, you know, who's to say he actually wanted to come to Denver if he's just using his leverage? So let's let's roll with what we got. Let's see if Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Lockett wins football games. And trust me, we're going to be breaking it down uh, on the turning point on DNVR all year. I can't wait to start those up next week uh, down back in studio. And, you know, COVID's toning down and everything's getting back to normal. And that's the beauty of this. I can't wait to go back to studio. And we'll see if this is the last Zoom we can do here. Again, Joel Platt, great Joel Platt's going to join us next Thursday. I'm sure we're going to do that down studio, uh, down Denver way. Uh, off of Colfax at the NBR Barnard Studio next week. I'm pretty excited about it. So remember, get on draft games, start betting. Uh, the Olympics are rolling. Uh, the Olympics are cool. Fast people and really lame basketball, but whatever, it's cool. Um, I'm not a huge Olympics guy. Obviously, that's why I'm not talking about it. Football season is rolling. Uh, it's starting up, and I am super excited about it. I cannot wait. Uh, use the promo code DMVR for all your DraftKings needs. Uh, check, check out mavenhemp.com. Make make sure you go check out 60footballacademy.com and check out the uh, Instagram and Twitter at 60academy as, as we're rolling and putting guys into uh, college football. I'm pretty excited about it. So, um, again, episode 119 of Chesney and Shane Bowles. And uh, thanks for listening. 120. 
We'll have the great Joel Klatt on uh, to discuss college football realignment, the Broncos, the Buffs, and so much more. Uh, thank you to everybody at DMVR for all their hard work. Have a great day, folks.